There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Monday morning, Juneteenth, the morning sickness upon you. Uh, I have to apologize to Brady for no follow-up questions on his bear story. <laughs> he told me that the woman's name was Brittany, and unfortunately for her, she's got one of those names where no matter what her story is, nobody's following up. She doesn't have a name you take seriously. Any Brit- Brittany's don't ever come with, you know, great stories. It's unfortunate for people named Brittany. They might be loaded with great stories, but because her name's Brittany, everybody just hears her. And says, okay, Brittany. Well, one came back to us with a great story. Which one? Oh, Griner? Yeah, that's true. She's the only... I still don't even think of that. You know what? That really throws me because she's ruining the name Brittany for all Brittany's who have kind of coasted through life on their blonde hair. There's people that don't believe she's a Brittany. That's true, too. Let's change that to blonde Brittany's. (laughs) Only blonde Brittany's. Other other Britneys can get away with storytelling, but blonde Britneys are never taken seriously. So she could say, "My my uncle was the Unabomber," and people be like, "All right, hand this over keep to me, moving, sister. Yeah, keep it moving. Your stories are crazy. You're a blonde Britney." But you're kind of uh, semi right on the fact that it, you know there's food, right? There's a, a lot of distractions. A live sporting event going on, right? And I mean, it's golf. There's I, time I needed to, talk. to follow up a little bit. Yeah, there, you're, you need to be better about follow ups. But I yeah. now that I've heard it was from. A, a blonde woman spewing out, hi, here's my information for the day. And then it happens, her name is Brittany. I understand why no one takes that seriously. And I feel bad for blonde Britneys. They're never, ever, ever like, let's hear what Brittany has to say. No one's ever said, what would Brittany do? <laughs> ever. In the history of man, no one's ever said the phrase, what would blonde Brittany do in this situation? And Because if that was the case, everybody would just start sucking on a cylindrical object nearby. <laughs> Because that's what most blonde Britneys do to get themselves out of jams. In fact, if a blonde Britney runs into a black bear, don't punch it in the face. Start uh-huh. to blowing like you would on an old town. That's what blonde Britneys can do. Yeah, matter of time. Scott Haynes said Brady was drawn to the woman's story when he heard her say the word bear claw. Then he looked up at her and realized there were no donuts and mauled her to death. Then after everybody said, why'd you do that? He said, hey, I barely touched her. <laughs> Ricky Fowler. Click, click, clicky, click. And then I got another one that said, uh, I'm, I'll tell you that not only in the forest is it a good idea, but also in a lot of hospitals when you see a brown bear come at you to lay down and play dead. Sign Nathan Sutherland. All right, Nathan, you're not, not everything's about you either, buddy. The bear attack is on everybody's mind. But I'll be the first one to say it. I have a feeling. And and people, are, I got an email from a guy that said, break it down, John. Break the whole thing down. All right, you want me to do, I'll, I'll go full breakdown on this. There we go. My guess is, and I don't know this guy, and I feel bad doing this because he's gone. From the sounds of what I've heard so far, camping in a non-campsite. Uh, when I saw his truck, it had one of those, uh, it wasn't just a camper cap. It was one of those cool Tents you put on top of a car, and then it blows up into a giant house. Yeah, that thing. They're neat. It looks like a coffin almost. Yeah. So he's been living out there. My guess is uh, recently divorced. 
And I mean, this did not go well. And he's like, you know what? I'm done. I worked too hard, too long to give this woman half of everything I've earned. Now I got to start over. I'm 50 something years old. Screw it. I'm going up into the woods. I'm going to build myself a little cabin. I'm going to just be there. I'm going to quit, live off the land. He's been up there for a while, kind of miserable, not really seeing the way things work out. Maybe doesn't have his senses about him right now. And he wants to be at one with nature. He doesn't want anything to do with people anymore because that lady ruined his life. According to, you know, the account by the witnesses, they're saying he was sitting, having his morning coffee. It appears that a male black bear attacked Mr. Jackson, taking him unaware and dragged him approximately 75 feet down in him. Horse, 100% across the way. Neighbors heard Jackson screaming, tried to help through shouts and car horns, but the bear did not release him until the neighbor shot him with his rifle. Well, Brittany said it was a handgun. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you have that many witnesses watching you mind your own business, you have witnesses watching a bear come close to you. That's that's all bull too. We were just eyeballing, because you know why? Everybody in the neighborhood's going, what's this jackass up to? Well, there's some dude parked at the end of the road there, and he seems to be camping on our backyard. I think he's building a house on that empty lot. (laughs) He's not building anything. Drinking coffee, just sitting in the woods. Is that a bear? Should we tell him? I mean, that doesn't happen. You don't stare at the weirdo in the woods and watch him get attacked by a bear and then go to the news and go, we were watching him mind his own business. And unaware, of, they, they coaxed that bear in. This might be a murder. There's Steve drinking his coffee. <laughs> this may, in fact, be a murder where they shot the uh, drifter at the end of their property. And then, a, and then a bear, like they threw him at a bear and the bear drug him 75 feet. And then they shot the bear and they're like, one might have gone in the guy too. That's what I'd have told them. I think maybe one went in that dude. But I think he was already dead. You've done great work. What, what did you see? Oh, it was... Staring at that guy as he's minding his own business. If I'm watching you mind your own business and a bear comes by, I wasn't paying attention to the surroundings. That's a that's a really eyewitness uh, statement. There's something, there's something's there's going something, on yeah. up there in Prescott with this story. Don't make no sense, man. I feel bad. A man's dead, but I have a feeling. Blonde Brittany knows more than she's saying, Brady, and you might want to pop over there. Were there any Olympic swimmers around there? <laughs> was Ryan Lochte there? Was Jesse Smollett nearby with some rope and spray paint? Anything? Anything near this? I just don't buy it. The bear was in a MAGA hat. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's like I keep a, a, a pack bear away. <laughs> Put on your Make America Great Again hat. Did, that, uh, did the bear say, hey, there's that <laughs> from Empire? <laughs> Anyway, I don't buy this. I, like, so, uh, It's a terrible story, and a man was eaten by a bear, but there's more to it than just minding your own business. They didn't want that neighbor, like you said. Yeah, something was going on. The neighbor's, neighbor's staring at him all I'm up. not living next to this guy. And they didn't go running towards it. They just ran to their cars and honked the horns. Come on. You got a gun. So, sometimes they, they do jump on that Did stuff. Did you say get a rifle? Yeah, he got a rifle out. And then honked his horn? His didn't go running towards the, the dude table, getting attacked? Honey, set the, what distance you got? Right. What kind of wind? There's <laughs> three clicks to the left. <laughs> Wait, what are you, American snipers? Just run towards it and start firing. The, the bear's going to run when he hears the gun go off. 
maybe he's dragging your new friend down the road too. But none of this story adds up. Did the witness ha- or did the uh, did the victim have an Italian last name? <laughs> just just asking, just asking. Jackson. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Well, did the not... witnesses have that, Italian? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Doesn't, doesn't give out any names on the, uh, yeah. the neighbors. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, the, none of the, There's no names on this story. Like everything kind of other went than s- the guy. It's like Yogi Giovanni was the bear that killed him, or what? <laughs> 66-year-old Stephen Jackson. We were sitting in our kitchen, minding our own business, watching this man just enjoying coffee in the woods by himself, when out of nowhere, suddenly, seeing the black bear, I would say it's black, because let's be honest, <laughs> black bears commit the most crimes. <laughs> we called him Luke Baski. <laughs> Anyway, that was a pretty joke. He headed it to me. I had to do it. And then lo and behold, my wife and I had to get our shotguns. We'll run towards the bear. But by then it was too late. Evidently the bear had a gun too because our friend had been shot six times by the bear before we could get him. At least you finished that beautiful fountain in your front yard. Right. And the, and the envelope in his truck was for me, which I thought was very touching. For renting the area. Well, there's too much going on with this. I don't I don't like any of this story. They said they found <laughs> his body and next to it were a couple of oranges. Yeah, and a horse head. And it's like, weird. Evidently, the bear also ate most of the body of a horse, just leaving the head behind next to its victim. Terrifying. Speaking of the Godfather... Could never be best picture anymore. Can't be best picture ever again. You know that? Did you see that? No. The Academy Awards have changed their rules now. Oh, yeah. For the uh, criteria for what can be best picture. Now, with their new rules, Godfather, Godfather 2, Spotlight, Titanic. Titanic, I don't know if Titanic 1. No Country for Old Men. um, uh, uh, Just, oh, Schindler's List. A load of movies that have won Best Picture could never win Best Picture because the new rules are uh, the the movie nominated for Best Picture must have uh, a lead character or supporting actor that is of or from a marginalized group. Uh, The storyline, if not that, the storyline must be about a marginalized group uh, or underrepresented. 30% of the cast has to be uh, represented by diversity. Uh, and then if not that, uh, the staff has to be at least 30% woman or, uh, you know, Asian or foreign or something. So it has to be won by someone not acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, basically what it is, I, I thought of the first, for whatever reason, this, this rule comes up and it's just, to me, it just destroys art because a writer Sitting back, coming up with his creation of, like, let's say, you know, life, you know, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. He would have to write that. Now, granted, the guy writing that's probably not shooting for best picture nods. Should have been. But Deliverance, for instance. Phenomenal film. Couldn't be nominated for an Academy Award, even though it's about a guy who thought this up in his mind. Like, the writer thought, wow, me and my friends. Like, this is... When you're when you're a writer, is it because you're, uh, the Cajuns? No, Cajuns don't count as a, a, a underrepresented marginalized group. Unfortunately, they have not been oppressed enough <laughs> to be uh, considered. 
you're as a writer, your first the first thing you're taught as a writer in school. Because trust me, I had seven majors in college. I know the beginning of just about everything. I know how I have zero ambition to finish any of the stuff I started. But I started a creative writing and English major for a year. And the first thing in writing class they teach you is write what you know. Right, write what you know. What you're doing to writers with these new rules is making them make up things they don't know. Write what you don't know in order to have a poignant film that you're making up out of the thin air you now have to add a gay character or an asian perspective now the writer may not know so you're now telling them it's no longer art it's now a high school homework assignment it has to have this 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 and this and this or it's a or it's an f it's uh like a cooking recipe right but it's not so like the movie uh um hurt locker on its surface, can't win Best Picture, but because it had a female director, and then they dug deep because I was reading this, and it also had a costume designer that was a foreign and a woman. They're like, okay, for the main parts of this, top 10 executives were underrepresented groups. We had a woman director, which had never, so that counts. So basically, you're going to have to get. So they're going to be fixing these. They're going to be rigging these staffs constantly. Yeah. So you're not. You're not. It's not equality. It's actually uh, insulting. Like you wouldn't have this job if I didn't have to hire you. And you know, you're not necessarily the best qualified, but you fill. A, you check a box for me because I think this movie's got legs. Like tiptoes. <laughs> tiptoes was an uh, like talk about a marginal. That's the kind of crap we're going to get. Is more tiptoes. Where they're doing these ham-handed, heavy right. social movies. I do enjoy yeah. the idea of more tiptoes. But it's more about a social agenda than it is a story being told. Um, I thought of the movie uh, Walk the Line with Johnny Cash. And uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was unreal. Unreal in that movie, right? So it's a it's a biopic. Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. a biopic about Johnny Cash's life. Johnny Cash grew up in the 50s and 60s in the South. He wasn't socializing with gays. He, he like probably wasn't doing much with black people. It was kind of segregated, and that's to no fault of his. He might have been a horrible person. I don't know. The movie didn't paint that. But it was more about his journey to become this drunken, crazy person and all the problems this individual had, directed by a white guy. No chance that that really pretty good movie, which has been ruined by Dewey Cox, uh, would ever be nominated for anything. You know what another one was? The Joker. The Joker had no diversity in it. It had a little person, but it didn't represent a main storyline. So now you're looking at the Academy Awards sitting back saying, and it is like people have lost their minds on on the Internet. It's almost like they did this on purpose to make us mad. (laughs) Nobody seems to understand that art can't be an assignment. You know, it just can't. If I told you, hey, Brady, write write a beautiful story about this, this and this, that's not your writing. That's an assignment I'm giving you. It's ChatGPT. Yeah. I'm giving an idea with, uh, and it has to have an Asian guy in it. It has to have this. It's ChatGPT. What we're doing is making ChatGPT stronger because, uh, like, writers don't have that. Write what you know is your surroundings. Again, deliverance. The dude that wrote that wrote a story based on stuff he had thought of, knowing that they were going to flood, they're going to break this dam down and flood this area and one last river ride with your friend. That movie doesn't have any diversity. It has gay in it, that's for sure, but it's sort of unwilling gay when Ned Beatty gets raped by hill people. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. So that movie's out and probably never gets written because no writer goes in and says, I'm going to write this movie that I'm very passionate about and hope it never is qualified for an Academy Award. So would Blazing Saddles qualify? Oh, would it ever? That I thing mean, is loaded you know. with diversity. Now, yeah. It's going to open up, but it's not the right kind of diversity. So, If you watch Blazing Saddles with the proper mindset, you realize its message is if we all work together, things yeah. will get done. So it's the ultimate movie about diversity. But nobody looks that far. No, right? we take all of our differences, which are glaring in that movie, and we say we put those aside for one common goal, and that's to defeat the bad guy. Save Rockridge. Right. <laughs> Rockridge needed saving, and at a certain point, all those racists in Rockridge had to, had to accept uh, blacks and Chinese to help them get through this. But not the Irish. They made that very clear. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no artist is going to write a movie and go, well, now i got to include a gay scene. I don't know how to do that. Writing what you know is not. So you put it in chat GPT and also add gay to this somehow. I, I, if you were to ask, you know, if I was going to write a story, it certainly wouldn't include a ton of Asian influence, because I haven't had any. It wouldn't include a woman's point of view. I don't know how to do that. So then your story, like if I wrote a, this is great, John, you've written a, an amazing screenplay. This is a great treatment. We're going to give it to our diversity team, and they're going to add and subtract to it. Because that's what happens to scripts anyway. They go into other writers' rooms, and they look at it and fix it, editors and stuff like that. So now it's like, well, I think this has got a chance at the best picture, but I think, unfortunately, 30% of it can't be. So Titanic. We need to punch it in the trunks, you know, punch up the script. Right. Titanic, like, you know, and now I think you look at it and it's like, all right, then we can do, you know, gay roots. That's roots was an Emmy, and they haven't done it for Emmys yet, but it was all about, you know, the marginalized, uh, uh, you know, slaves and all the horrors that then went on there. But no gays were represented. So eventually it's going to be like, well, now you got to get everybody in there. It's going to, it's, it, it wrecks everything. It wrecks everything as far as art goes. Now, it's just going to make more Marvel movies. That's all this is. More, more of your superheroes are going to be homosexuals. And uh, that's basically all it's going to be. And that's fine. But nobody's going to dive deep into try to write something new and then add in things that don't really fit the storyline. You can't do bio movies. Braveheart was another well, one. Braveheart doesn't you know, get best picture. Yeah. Because it can't. In Scotland, in the 1400s or whenever the hell that was, there weren't any other people there of color. And they weren't real focused on homosexual things as a, uh, you know, a social deal. They were just kind of worried about what squirrel they were going to feed their family that night and how to kill English people. That's basically it. It was going to be a Lily White movie. Now, you try to make Braveheart today, you can make it the way Mel Gibson did and just say we'll never get a best picture. Or you try to add the criteria in. Mel Gibson can't direct it. Fine, we get somebody else to direct it. Will it have the same vision? That was Mel Gibson's fever dream to do a Braveheart movie, a William Wallace movie. So it goes away. That goes away. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, you talk about wokeness. The Bud Light thing was the silliest thing in the world. I mean, this is the real type of stuff where we're actually getting screwed as citizens of, of art. You take books away. 
you take Shakespeare and love wouldn't have done anything. You can't have Shakespeare didn't have any ties back to that stuff. So now it's just like, all right, it's all an assignment. None of it is actually like the best people that who have passion for the That blurs job. the uh, story. Completely. The well, it gets lost. Like real stories. Biographies are going to have to have a bunch of made-up parts. And they already do. They already do. But I mean I like, on certain- how much sense would it have made if Johnny Cash, for no reason at all, in the movie Walk the Line, had a, uh, had a, a whole subtext storyline going of his inner struggles with homosexuality? It was never really him, but in order to get, you know, because we know this movie's got best picture potential. Yeah, throw it in there. We got to. We got a male director. We don't have any black people or uh, Asian people or Indians or anything else in this movie because Johnny Cash was not from an area that was prominent. So we got we to gotta shoehorn that in there somehow. He, he did a gig with Little Richard one weekend <laughs> right. over there. Just, and yeah, and there, not there you have it. Unless it's 30% of the movie. <laughs> Or Little Richard. Yeah, you got gay and black. That He yeah. covers a couple bases. It just gets weirder and weirder when you start looking at that. The Joker, uh, that's just some crazy person's... That's not based in anything. But now it has to have, in order to be a best picture, it has to have a few more things in it where a main character has to just show up and get shoehorned. And the main character of that movie is the Joker. I don't care. What else goes on around him as far as color, gay, anything else? Don't care. And it has to be a substantive part of the story, evidently, for them to consider it for best picture. Now, there's there's B-rule, C-rule, D-rule. Because if a movie comes out and it's just spectacular, we know. But Schindler's List, that didn't have a whole lot of gay. Uh, I don't know that Jews in Hollywood count as underrepresented. I don't think that's I don't know, okay. Ask Kanye. Yeah, <laughs> Kanye get mad about that. But it changes a lot. Yeah, this guy said, I think this means Tyler Perry just became the most successful director ever. <laughs> That's right, Tyler Perry movies, which are awful. Yeah, he's now going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award for all those Medeas. But it is weird. It is a strange kind of, for no reason Nothing at all. It's like finishing up your movie and just knocked it out of the park and like... Oh, you forgot the one thing. <laughs> you forgot gay stuff, and then they and then they go back and film in some gay and horn it in there. Is that, and and it's just to meet the bare minimum. It's like the flare in Office Space. We got to get fifteen pieces of flare for the Academy to notice this. Ah, crap! That's going to add twenty minutes to this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why is Johnny Cash's best friend an Asian guy? That didn't happen in real life. Why is this happening now? But they're, the, they're not counting it because. The thing we shoehorned in was at the end of the credits. The- <laughs> just have an Asian guy go, starring Donna Cash, Hockey Phoenix. Oh, this is their way to get an Academy Award. They just had some Asian guy with a thick accent read the credits. But Best boy, Robert Feltall. Ha, he very good. Do you think the Academy Awards, though, are becoming like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where it's just yeah. a joke and nobody yeah. even cares? That's yeah, very true. And it used to it's be. It's just Hollywood patting themselves on the back. That's all awards? it is. Yeah, but the, remember what a big deal it was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'd sit. That was a night everybody gathered around the TV. We'd seen most of the movies. You know, we had. You've like, heard of you most heard of the movies. You've heard of most of them. Very, you were, you yeah. had a favorite. There yeah. were, like, you know, pools. You and could get involved. It took gambling. to finally get to the TV. I mean, when those movies came right. out, it was like that was the only. But even beyond that, it's just kind of taken away the fact that this. Now it's about politics. Now it's about agenda. Now it's about, you know, who can give the best speech about the environment. It has nothing to do with 
like entertaining us. It has nothing to do with entertaining the masses. It just doesn't. It's all about them, more them, and more, and how far ahead of the curve they are as far as. But I watch Tiptoes. That movie's only twenty years old. This group of people has had the opportun- role of a the, lifetime. The, the, they've had opportunities <laughs> to be on the cutting edge, and they've chosen not to. Now it's just you know the hip thing to do. It's just stupid. But you know, it was crooked already. It was always crooked, I'm yeah, not, yeah, but it doesn't have to be it crooked just... when you take the art away. I'm not talking about like whether or not the votes were legitimate. Yeah. Revenant, another phenomenal movie. Talk about bear attacks. Has two people in it. That's it. Can't qualify. Can't be best picture. There's not enough, you know, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio's. They change it around. He and Hardy make out at the end. They make up. <laughs> right. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe at the end, the whole goal was to get out of the woods so, he could, revenge. so he could go f*** Tom Hardy. <laughs> Maybe that's the message I missed in that movie. That's what you got to sell me, is that his whole journey was to get revenge on something and then go f*** Tom Hardy real hard and then like kiss him passionately. And then everybody's like, what just happened at the end of Revenant? Like, Did, that, did he just f*** Tom Hardy and kiss him real hard and then the credits rolled? Yeah, they had to do that to get an Oscar. I don't get it. It's been a long time since the Oscars have had their finger on the pulse of what society wants. That's for sure. But this is like a step the other direction. Instead of trying to get back in the fold with mainstream America, it's going the other way. We're like, let's see how far. Let's see how far away we can get from this. But I think it makes. And I'm, you know, look, I'm no, I'm not the guy wandering around in museums all the time. But I do believe that the art form of uh, acting, comedy, writing, all that stuff, you know. That's a written history of us and uh, where we were at certain times. And this one is not representing all of us. It's representing a very small group that feels like this needs to happen, and it doesn't. I'm not so sure Maverick gets nominated for Best Picture. There's a black guy in there. Yeah, but uh, see, there's the problem right there. I know. That's Whitey saying that. that But not even Whitey saying it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're qualified. We stuck a black guy in uh, it, there's some gayness in there. Is there some gay? Well, well, that is true. Top Gun is one of the gayest movies of all time. <laughs> well, the first one definitely. It's, it's all based it's in the underwriting theme. Oh, it's it's the theme on whether the guy's going to go homo or not, and he chooses homosexuality at the end. I'm surprised he didn't. After seeing how Kelly McGill has turned out years no later, no kidding, <laughs> he made the right choice. You can ride my tail anytime, <laughs> huh? But yeah, the uh, it's just a strange thing. So as I was reading it yesterday, I'm like, wow, this. I mean, do what you want. It's your business, but it does kind of it does stifle the artistic process of writing. Let's see what happens. I guess. Well, you know, if it gets to the point where it is okay, this is too much of an assignment. Well, the writers will still write. What they've done to me is empower the internet, because basically now it's going to be like, well, this story is fantastic, and I'm you know, writers are known for that, like sticking to their guns things. They're like, I'm not. This is my creation and you're not touching. My baby does not get manhandled with your agenda. So what it's going to do is just uh, self-funded internet movies. It's the same thing music did when they fought real hard against the internet. And the internet won and in a big way. And now record companies don't know how to nurture a band. They They look at the internet and go, all right, they've got something that seems to be popular. Let's see if we can get our hooks in that and make some money. Billie Eilish... In 2016, basically threw a huge finger at the record company and said, I did the whole thing myself, and it sounds better than what you could have done. And by the way, it's outselling anything you've got. That first album that girl put out at age 16 dominated the Internet. 
with no help from record companies at all. And that's what you're going to get with this. I think the Internet will start like being like, hey, you don't have to do that over here. And awards be damned. We're not touching your project. That's kind of why I like Netflix. That dude, Ted, what's his name? When he's like, look, it's for you don't like some of the stuff. Don't watch it. Yeah. You don't want to work here because we've got things you're not comfortable with. Don't have to work here. That's what art is. Art is everything. And it's in the eye of the beholder. So it doesn't necessarily have assignments that must have. It is frustrating because you feel like, well, if it's really good, no matter what it is, it should be, should get the credit. Art would bounce. All right. Godfather would not win the award. Uh, Universally known as the best movie ever made. You know, almost every, if you put it up, every review board ever, AFI, all of them, has Godfather at least top three. Every one of them, which I think probably means universally is the regarded as the best movie ever made. Doesn't get best picture. Can't. What about things like Casablanca and like all the classics like that? I mean, it's just you don't even want to go back. You don't want to go back in time. Yeah. yeah, those are for sure. But they represent a certain time, whether it was right or wrong. They're still great movies. It doesn't mean the people in them were great people. It doesn't mean anybody in them. But it's crazy. So yeah, art with boundaries can't flourish. When you put walls up and say, yeah, but you can't do it without this, or this has to be in it, it can't. So it's going to be the Internet. The Internet will be the one that you know, says, don't worry about it. You're free to do whatever you want here. And then you know, the Oscars will go away and everything. You know, maybe that's a good thing, the Oscars finally disappearing. But it seems so much like you know, everybody who always said that a few years ago is like, oh, there's no agenda. This isn't an indoctrination thing. It sure feels like an agenda. It sure feels like every step they take is to go, nope, you're not going to watch anything but what we what we want you to see. And they're the ones with all the money. So it's going to be hard to get a movie made without, you know. I was sad. I lament the days of movies like Hot Dog or My Tutor. Just teen romps with, like, you know. Meatballs. Unnecessary nudity and crazy, like, dumb stories. <laughs> Meatballs didn't have any no. gay or diversity in it at all. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And some of the more dramatic movies like uh, Aspen Extreme and <laughs> I loved Aspen Extreme, the figure eight, yeah. and then Terry Powder eight, the Powder eight. You're right, and then the and then Terry Polo took her shirt off for yeah. no reason, had that big mole under her right boob. It's, it kind of it slowed me down a little bit, but I finished through. I powered through. Those movies went away because they were juvenile. Like so am I. Where's my? Uh, how come I don't have a? Why is no one catering to me? Most of us are juvenile. But yeah, just reading their reading their story, and it came out of nowhere. It's like, all right, by the way, here's the new rules, and it eliminates a lot of great movies. The movie Spotlight, which is one of my one of the more underrated movies that's been made in a long time, that made an amazing point, is about real people. Holmberg's morning sickness. But how is that eliminated? Because there's no because there's no diversity in it at all. None. There's gay. No. There's maybe, but it's not a main part of the storyline, and and it has to meet a criteria of percentage. Oh, and everybody gotcha. in it is white, and everything about it is white because that's the people we were dealing with in Boston who were trying to figure out exactly what was going on, and it wasn't gay. I think I think with gay representation, both parties have to be interested. Otherwise, it's a rape sure. representation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the Christ, the Catholic Church, but they could have made it gay. No, yeah, they could have. Oh, you'd have had a big. It would have been inner, inner church. Right, think, 
flings. Who are we talking about? Are we are we writing a story to try to to talk about what really happened? Or right now you've had to add the idea, okay, let's make up a story about a priest who was gay inside there. And then what do you get? You get criticized for saying gay guys are predators. That's true. So that you can't write that. Because they're not. These these Catholic priests were rapists. <laughs> rapists, I say. Very underrepresented group. That movie goes away. Because it's about real people. And they cast it to look pretty close to the real people. If not, you know, just good actors that could play the part. Do the accent a little bit of Boston. That's it. Great movie. No Country for Old Men. One of my, it is probably my favorite movie ever made. Couldn't win anything. Couldn't do anything. Probably wouldn't get made. So now you have to have movies like Gaitanic. Oh, Lord of the Rings was another one they threw in there. It was a movie that couldn't possibly fit, hit the criteria. Even though I begged to differ on that it's last trash. scene. They, those, they, could, uh, they could work it out. Those they hobbits were yeah. homosexuals. That, that. Jumping on the bed celebration. No question. All I had to do was have a couple of them go back door. And, oh, hobbits are gay? Okay. And they can procreate. Like, make it magic. Like, make it so you get a butt babies with your hobbit friends. They lay eggs. Even though Tolkien didn't write that. We have to add that in there because Tolkien's story wasn't good enough on its own. It needs to have uh, Hobbit gay sex in order to be accepted in today's world. Which is crazy because, you know, they're out there. Everyone's, um, not everyone, but a lot of the industry is looking for those stories that you never heard about from World War II or whatever. Of course. And they buy the rights to it. Saving Private Ryan is on the list as a movie that wouldn't be uh, recognized by the Academy now. Well, Rain Man won Best Picture. Rain Man wouldn't have been recognized, even I mean, though maybe because it's about a handicapped person. So it might have, because the main story is about a handicapped human being. Disabled. There's no in it. There's disabled, yeah, but, know, disabled but, but they can fix that with a disabled person. So they basically, it's either it's either gay, uh, uh, marginalized, underrepresented, or disabled. Can someone like Dustin Hoffman play that role? No, never. you got to find a, Hoffman, someone yeah, that's have have really have, on the spectrum, right? Right, which isn't acting at all. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the whole the whole art thing is being boxed in, and it needs to be broken again. And that's not me. I'm like not some connoisseur, some Renaissance man. I think art's funny. Like most of the time, I find it to be hysterically bad. I think art is one in a million is good. Tropic Thunder back in. <laughs> Tropic Thunder now, <laughs> super representative because Al Pacino was a gay black man. I don't know what Robert Downey Jr. does, but he checks like eight boxes because he was uh, also playing. But he couldn't play it because he's not Australian or black. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so ridiculous. But yeah, the other thing is you have it has to be handicapped. Like a handicapped person has to be a main part of the story as well. If you're not going to go down the gay road or have Asians or uh, Indians or I don't know who else Eskimos. I don't know what else you can throw in there to. To meet the criteria. I'm bypassing them. It changes how you write things. Could you imagine if for no reason at all Don Corleone and the Godfather gets up? My goddamn multiple sclerosis. (laughs) I'll click my way over here. That's me walking. Anyway, somebody hit Luca. I gotta sit down. My bones ache from my multiple sclerosis. There, we've checked that box. Man, Sonny, go butt someone. Check that box. Movie goes away. 
This guy says, what about Castaway? Tom Hanks and Wilson. Wilson would have to be a black ball now. <laughs> or a gay disabled ball. You're right. Castaway. Out. You'd have to have, like, he'd have, have, to have some real action happening on the plane before it crashed. <laughs> you would. <laughs> so, like just an orgy of handicapped people having gay sex and like a woman director. And like, ah, we did it. Okay, now it's a good movie. I think Castaway was great by itself. It was a singular guy. Yeah. Was he supposed to write in some savages on the island that are all interested in, you know, they all have multiple sclerosis and they all <laughs> walk around rainbow flags. Hello, welcome. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're gay savages that the only thing they've ever been introduced to is queer eye. That's it. Would one of the Friday the 13th fit in there? Because didn't they have the guy dying in the wheelchair flaming going down the steps? Sure. Yeah, but I don't know that you're going to go best picture. But and you then, might be yeah. narrowing it down to the one that would, would have won that year. Chariots of Fire, E.T. Uh, it's just a laundry list of films that are universally recognized as the greatest films of all time. Out to the Academy that, that gives the award out for greatest film of the year. And it also goes to uh, basically like animation and stuff, which I don't know how that's going to apply. I don't know how that works. And animals can't be. I used to have boy toy right? story, right? They bring a black lab yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't they know. made it. They made it something that an animal cannot be uh, awarded for some reason. I, I, I think saw they ever that. Have been. Yeah, I thought they were eligible for best actor. For no, not best like actor. Like Tin Tin or something. Like what? A, Academy. I, yeah, I there saw has it when they award <laughs> an animal. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that too much. I didn't think if so you, either. If there are five I, nominees and one is a German Shepherd and you lose, you did a terrible job acting. <laughs> Batman just wrote it. Schindler's List would turn in Schindler's fist to get the oh, guy yeah. in there. Yeah, you got Boy Toy Story, uh, Gitanic. Uh, it all goes crazy. Well, that would mean like the Wizard of Oz couldn't be up there. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. You got Why? Little people. Is there something wrong? I mean... They no, 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 they don't all have to be handicapped or gay. They're just represented. You got an awful lot of little people in that one. I think maybe that one skirts in just uh, under the wire, man. It's uh, a tight one. It's I a mean, the Wiz one. would be up there. Oh, no the problem. Wiz, the Wiz you know, is that's in. Easy. Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> the Wiz is a champion. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of want to see Boy Toy Story. All these porn titles, <laughs> all these porn titles will be what we see now. It's crazy. The original Star Wars would be out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No Star, no Rocky. Lando didn't show up until the second one. I wonder if Rocky's rep- like if Apollo puts you over the top. Yeah, he would because he's think? part of the story. That's true. He's a big part yeah. of the story. Boy, that's close though. Rocky uh, Four would probably, well, probably dies in it, but pretty early on. Yeah. But Rocky Four was never threatening for best picture. No. Rocky was. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is out. You're right, Brett. Anyway, it's a weird conversation. And it's, you know, again, I'm only here for the laughs. What Do whatever you want. But it seems to me that this this stifles creativity more than, you know, pours water on it. And it waters the weeds. It doesn't water the flowers. <laughs> know, that's just something. Somebody, somebody's in favor of it. And I just don't understand that person's argument. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, this lady just emailed me this morning. We have a responsibility to our listeners. Brady, while you're searching deeply for best dog actor category. <laughs> no, no. I was just going over the Academy, <laughs> no. the awards. It I is I got to know what you're talking about. 
I got to know that dog yeah. thing. Uh, this lady emails and she said, hey, guys, this is this is pathetic, by the way. I need your top five to ten breakup heartbreak songs. Rock, preferably. I'm open to anything except country. Thank you. Uh, breakup? Signed Kara, drunk and sad in her driveway. 12.20 a.m. I got that. So Kara must have gotten dumped She's last still alive? Night. Yeah, no, we got to check in on her. Kara, email me. Here, she needs five to ten, five to ten breakup songs from rock. Every rose has its thorn. Heart, heartbreak or a heart, a heartbreaking, yeah, heartbreak songs, breakup songs, heartbreak. Is it heading, heading for a heartache? Yeah, for a heart. You go winger on that. Yeah, winger. Wow. Twelve twenty-eight. That'll work. Yeah, that's true. Twelve twenty in the morning, you might play some winger and like it. Like, what's a good like breakup? Rock song. Well, no, it just if you listen. want the sad or you Look. want the empowering because you could go You Ought to Know from Alanis. Oh, there's a good one. I yeah. Mean, if that's, yeah. You want the empowering Juice one. Juice it whatever. up a little bit. That's probably, that's a good one. That's not, she wants sad though. She said, break up heartbreak songs. Just listen to an Adele album. Yeah. But you'll kill yourself when it's all over. All she does is write about breakups. Taylor Swift. Ugh. But as far as rock goes, Lips of an Angel. <laughs> Terrible song. It's not really about breaking up. It's about hosing a chick who isn't your wife. And they got a country song out of that, too. Hall Notes, She's Gone. She's gone. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know, Kara. That's a tough one. I want to know the rest of your story, though. What's going on? Why, are you, why won't you go in the house? She's drunk and sad in her driveway. And heartbroken, evidently. Love Bites from Def Leppard. Love Bites. Good one. That's good. She can put that on her list. Uh, <laughs> say, wait a minute. Uh, go back a few months, John. Is this the same Kara that hates black people? F her. She deserves <laughs> to get dumped. I don't know if it's the same one. I don't think it is. This is with a C. I think that Kara was with a K. Kara, what happened? What was the, what's the song that the girl, uh, White Lion, Wait. <laughs> oh, my God. How about Die, Mother F or Die? That's from John De Pascale. <laughs> That's a good one. I like John's. There's your breakup song. Yeah, heartbreak songs. Headed for a heartache. Brady got winger <laughs> in, so we're set. But the other one's a dude one. That's old school. It's the Joe Jackson. She really going yeah. out uh, with him. Is she really <laughs> going to take? Um, Dua Lipa has the breakup song of 2017, which is New Rules. One, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, don't let him in. <laughs> uh, and then what was the third one? If you're under him, you ain't getting over him. I got no rules, I count them. Yeah, so don't pick up the phone. Don't let him in. And if you're under him, there ain't no getting over him. Uh, Josh is a good guy, so she didn't need any music. Send care of my way. I got eight inches to help her take her mind off things. Tell her to send pics. <laughs> okay. Kara, send pics to the stranger with a huge dick. He'd love to talk to you. <laughs> In your time of need, nothing a woman wants more than a huge wang to bang her around for a few hours while she's thinking about another guy. Uh, still loving you by the Scorpions. Oh, Just thanks, Katero. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess. I don't really 
No, I used to love her from Guns N' Roses. Oh, there's a killer. There's a good. (laughs) Winston says, "Let the body, let the bodies hit the floor." Nothing wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with me. He's right. November rain. That's less of a breakup song, more of your uh, Stephanie Seymour died, if I remember right. Yeah, it's a good one though. Now I feel bad for poor Kara. Says uh, Ugly Kid Joe, everything about you. See, everybody's mean about it. A Little Piece of Heaven by Avenged Sevenfold. That's a good one. Kara, I'm sorry you're crying. Hopefully you're not still drunk and crying in your driveway, but it makes me sad when our listeners ask these kind of questions. I can't think of a song that I would run to. Oh, that's I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. End oh, of the Road from Boys to Men. End of the Road. What's Love Dump? Me, the meaning love dump, them. Static X. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a breakup. <laughs> I think you're pretty much just loading somebody up. Uh, tool, push it. I'm not sure that's breakup. Call Stabbings, ask him. <laughs> Mark knows. Well, that's every every rose has its thorn was the night I watched my best friend cry in a prelude. In a 1986 blue prelude. Every rose has its thorn. Mark, go. The light's green. <laughs> you should drive. I can't drive stick, man. <laughs> You have to you have to pull it together, man. We're almost home. <laughs> I just miss her so much. <laughs> Tiffany! I'm like, no, pull over, pull over. I'm gonna walk the rest of the way. He lost his mind. <laughs> first breakup, it happens to all of us. We all lose our minds over the first breakup. But. Yesterday from the Beatles. I mean Yesterday. Oh my trouble seems so Yeah, that's that's a hang yourself yeah. song. You get her with a zone special. Oh no. With everything but the girl. I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. <laughs> Are you sure you're you don't want to okay? flip her sides? <laughs> Brady just got us uh, into the academy. We we can be nominated for best picture now because I think Brady just announced that he's a wild homosexual for remembering that that like the deserts miss the rain. And just don't Give up. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Kate Bush. That's a suicide song. But everything but the girl comes out of nowhere. Sunburst Morning Sickness. K-U-P-D. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. <laughs> I had to go to that uh, when they go. did an acoustic thing in quarters. <laughs> it's pretty hard. Be careful. <laughs> now you disappeared somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know this one. I know the the chorus. Oh, this is <laughs> oh yeah. Not only Kara. are we making it worse for Kara, she yeah. has to listen to this. Yeah, Duhast is a better one, I think, than this. If you go to that. Wow. Good lord, man. You say you went to that concert? It was an acoustic special at Borders Bookstore. Oh! You couldn't come up with an excuse to dodge that? It's my client at the time. Oh. You set it up. No, I didn't set it oh, up. Oh, it's worse. I, you had to if it's to your client. There. You had to get somebody in contact. We got this well, thing working. We do it. set it up and we help promote oh, it. Oh, man. Brutal. Anything by Chicago? Oh, yeah. If you leave me now. Oh, that's a good one. That's a toughie. Jeez, Carrie, you made us all so sad, and I don't even have a follow-up for you. Hit the road jacks up here a couple of times. <laughs> if you're leaving now. <laughs> Is that this, this, dude, the gang in Chicago had all been broken up with at the same time. Oh, yeah. 
best use in a movie I've ever seen in my life was the movie Three Kings. Remember with George Clooney, Ice Cube, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Spike, uh, what's Marky his Mark, name? Right? And Marky Mark. Yeah. And they accidentally have this song blasting and they lock the keys in the car and this is the theme song for the raid. That yeah. is insane. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. That's not a rock song. How could we let it must have been loved by Roxette. All of you people have a favorite. There's one, I'll tell you right now, that'll knock you on your ass. It's a 25-year-old song. And I just remember, I wasn't even like going through a breakup the first time I heard it, and it made me sad. And then you start going through a breakup, and you lean on it. This is the only time I got sad after my divorce. Sideways by Citizen Cope. Again. This song is monstrously like you can hear it in his voice it's just how long do i have to sit with these thoughts before they go away because they're kicking my ass sideways is a go-to for me with citizen cope this song is just a dude his guitar and his misery if you if if this is my go-to for anybody i'm like look if you're thinking about maybe killing yourself after a breakup sideways is the one that will push you over the edge Oh, and his voice is just filled with angst. You know it ain't easy. Yeah, this is the only time after my divorce I was sad. Listen to this son of a bitch. There are no words to describe it. In France or in England. Diamonds, they fade. Cause diamonds, they fade. Flowers, they bloom. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, get ready to start weeping. These feelings won't go away. They've been knocking me sideways. You oh, They've been knocking me sideways. Whenever <laughs> you come around, these feelings won't go away. That's a a mother effort, that one. All right, there you go. We've determined it. You want to be sad, sideways is the way to go. Or if you're just trying to let somebody know, hey, I got something for you, and it has got me spinning. This one came in a couple times. What is it? Oh, Jesus Christ, baby, come back. (laughs) Poor Kara. The news is she just got mauled by a bear. How many 1970s suicides were from this song? Did you break up after break up or just a great love? This? No, I'm saying the 70s. Yeah, that's pretty much what I am. By the way, speaking of a comeback... They keep calling the Diamondbacks the comebacks, and I don't think uh, Brinley and Berthume make realize how hard I laugh every time they say it. That's why we call them the comebacks. <laughs> Stop calling them that. Don't Google it either. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, Dosa Breakup on Juneteenth. How about that? I Remember You by Skid Row. Oh. It's over now by L.A. Guns. I remember you by Skid Row. 
Remember yesterday, walking hand in hand, love letters in the sand. Oh, oh man, we're gonna get Kara to jump. You have to that big glass circle up there at the Grand Canyon and fall four thousand. Jay Z, I got ninety nine problems. Yes. I got to see the sound of pouring rain. Oh. And this was back when Sebastian was swoon worthy. You look at him hot. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's a sexy woman back then. I'd have met the criteria of a, of a best picture hanging out with that guy. Think I'm, dude, I think I'm in love with you. You're the prettiest woman I know. Oh, yeah, this one is going after killing people. Well, there you go. Pretty much any 80s hair band has a ballad on their album that'll yeah. make you go. But good luck with that. Sorry, Kara. We give you plenty. And evidently people like firing it up. I fall apart post Malone. Nobody's fool. Cinderella. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Both good ones. Fare thee well. Some folk singer sings that. But Oscar Isaac does an amazing... Oscar Isaac sings it? <laughs> Greg Kahn. The breakup song? The breakup song. And this guy says, Grand Funk Railroad, Heartbreaker. This one came uh, in. Greg Kinn. Oh, it does. Greg Kinn. I don't know who yeah. it is. He wrote Greg, Greg Kahn. What is it? Is it coming through? Oh, Blame It on the Rain? Oh, what is this? Uh, I saw you, you and him. <laughs> and him. Walk it in the rain. I gave you blue diamonds. <laughs> My sister so was. Uh, <laughs> my sister was having uh, relations with a married man for a while, and I used to when she'd come home. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm like, ooh, I saw you outside. You were holding hands, cold. hands <laughs> and I'll never be the same. Yeah, yeah. That's a- Shut up, John. No, 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 cause I saw you. <laughs> Orin Juice Jones. Not orange. Yeah. Orin Juice Jones. <laughs> ah, forgot about this garbage song. This was, I tell you that, this was weeks of fun every time my sister came home at 11 at night. I chill. She thought I was asleep in bed. She waited. She'd come back and orange juice on click. Boom, remote. Bam. That's right. My dad thought it was hilarious. I didn't want to mess up this thirty-seven hundred dollar Lynx coat, so instead, I chill. Chill. Then I went to the bank, took out every dime, and then I went and canceled all those credit cards. He sounds a little like. DJ Smooth. <laughs> yeah. You know that, Larry. I stuck you up for every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right. Everything. Gucci. Everything. They fly with me. No, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet. Because you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. That's right. What was you thinking about? Oh, huh? that's so good. What are you that's trying the to best prove? Part of thing. I think huh? This with the juice. You know, I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it means you were a smoke show. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. That's what that means. And you know what? She made the right choice because Orange Juice did nothing after that. I'm assuming <laughs> Orange Juice, uh, his credit cards were also revoked. And there's a rebuttal. Oh, a that's girl right. did I it. That's how they I can't remember that one, though. Yeah, because it who cares? Yeah. Well, how can you top yeah. Orange Juice? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs>
This guy says Black Keys Lonely Boy. Oh, what a lonely boy. If they, if they remade Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold, that's about that's a right. kid who didn't want a brother or sister. Kind of abandoned by his family when the when the favorite came along. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, uh, alone again. Well, that's that. You know what I associate that with is standing in line in uh, uh, Walgreens, and it was playing, and a young African American in front of me, and I mean, at the time had to be twenty seven, twenty eight years old, if I remember right. If I'm if I'm remembering this right, and he was singing it. I'm like, when were you exposed to the 70s Gilbert Sullivan song? I miss Gilbert Sullivan. Sullivan. Gilbert O. Sullivan? Gilbert O. Sullivan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alone again. Naturally. Naturally. And I'm also like, what's Walgreens' target audience here? Yeah, like, who are they firing <laughs> That's off? That's a shopping this? song. Like, you got to get this out of the mix, man. This didn't. It was like a terrible. This thing is. I'm standing in line. It's a dirge. I'm, for some reason, I'm associating it with COVID, but I, I don't think it was. I don't think we were six feet apart. I think we just had a healthy distance. And it's planned. Dude's like 28 years old in front of me, black guy. Firing off every word. And I'm like, is this? Did you lose a bet where you had to memorize this? This is the whitest song ever written. It's actually beyond white. It's like North Great Britain white. This is Careless Whisper. Huh? Somebody says Careless Careless Whispers are pretty good. Jeez, yeah, sorry, Kara. I don't know what's going on, but looks like you're not going to make it. <laughs> not after some of these songs. No, this is this is not the route you want to go. Man. God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Ooh. Oh, that's a that's a push. That's a push push. Yeah, I go sideways. Is that a breakup song? No, it's it's more of an I love you so much. Yeah. yeah, that if the if the, if you weren't part of this world, I wouldn't want to be God. part of it. Yeah. God only knows where what I'd be without you. Yeah. Don't go away, man. Just go away. Yeah, that's a good one. I like those. Guys. what this one's about but I don't either I'm assuming Twink Love <laughs> I feel so unsure and again I associate this one too driving to Little League practice and turning it up and my dad going what? <laughs> I'm like I love this song you do? yeah why? I don't know it's a great song and we just drove from because we had practice at Dobson High that day and his face I'm like what is going on with this kid? <laughs> And I was in the passenger. I'm surprised they make you walk the rest of the way. All don't right, you, you're out of here. Don't you like country music or rock music or something? No, no, no. Shut up, Dad. This is a good part. Oh, boy, he's a twink, no doubt. <laughs> How is a twink so good at baseball? <laughs> he was from a different time. Anyway, sorry, Carol. We've gone on long enough with your breakups. Good Lord, it's late. <laughs> Uh, Brett, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? And try to make them happier than uh, they will be. They will corpse be. in the driveway. Right? Uh, wake up song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is a little warm out there, but it's not too warm to ride. I mean, me and Josh went out yesterday, and we're hanging out there at the uh, at the Usury Pass. Now, like like everybody's talking about all these bike parks opening and stuff, and the boys they're actual riders too. So this week, uh, Thursday and Friday, they're going up to Angel Fire in New Mexico. So if you're going to bring your bike in there, you want to pick up a bike or anything else like that, uh, hours may vary, so make sure you call ahead to Action Ride Shop. But again, best wrenches in town. You need to pick up a bike. They're going to hook you up with the best advice too, so you're going to get what you need. ActionRideShop.com or go visit the boys over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. And on the list... Wow, I'm just getting loads of people. Evidently, everybody's been broken up with here recently. Dawkins alone again keeps coming up. 
Right, hang on. No, I don't necessarily need to hear Dawkins singing to me about how sad I am. <laughs> Do I need Don Dawkins? I've ever heard Do I need it? Don Dawkins reminding me that I'm miserable? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, what's his name? Wild Mick. What's his name? Part uh, of that? Wild Mick, Mick Brown. Brown. Is he on that too? Is he part yeah, of this? Oh, yeah. Did he sing it alone again? Oh yeah. I forgot about this one. That's a good song. It is. Jeez, we're, we're making Kara's. God, I hope she's still asleep. I'd love to see in the morning light. I like to feel you when it comes to night. Yeah, that's brutal. Everybody's saying uh, uh, Love Hurts from Nazareth. Oh, geez, that's a good one. <laughs> that's right. Okay. All right. So well, hopefully Kara's celebrating Juneteenth and sleeping in. <laughs> she doesn't have to work today. All right. She got dumped last night and hung around her driveway till 1230. So she got out to a late night. Hopefully uh, she's not awake. <laughs> On the list, uh, MODs don't feed the bears. <laughs> it's only a one-minute song, so we'd have to put two songs in there. <laughs> you know what's great? No, we wouldn't because we're late anyway. Oh, we're doing we? that one. Okay. MODs don't feed the bears. A perfect song for all Brady's of I'll, Arizona. I'll <laughs> All Brady's of Arizona do not feed the bear. But he was my friend. Don't. All right, it's a one-minute song. It's perfect. It's, yeah, it's your one minute and four seconds. <laughs> Any cussing? Uh, looks like there's a couple in there. Okay, Just make it but big. Not, okay, I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh, Don't feed the bears by Mod. I've never heard this, but I think it's a perfect song for all the Brady's of Arizona. Are you listening? Put your phone down. Acknowledge. You just made me think. Oh, okay. I, I have a oh, shot no. of my uh, black and white of my grandfather Playing in Yellowstone. Bears. And they're up on his, uh, he's feeding them. And the paw's up on the belt buckle, like on its hind legs. Your grandfather, grandfather was candy. an idiot, too. Yeah. Don't say, but he got me. He got away with it. Feeding them all day. That's right. Well, then you go do it. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. I'm done protecting you. Go do it. <laughs> Find yourself I know a bear. Better, John. Give him a hug. A bear hug. That's why they call him that. Don't feed the bears. You're not doing them any favors anyway. You're just making them weaker. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. Yeah, 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 yeah.